Hello, my name is Mike Carver, and I'm the host of Stop Winging It, which is brought to you by Wingman Associates. Wingman Associates is focused on coming alongside businesses in a different way than most consultants. Too many business owners confide in us that they are tired of just winging it while paying for recommendations with little to no assistance or impact. What they need is not just an experienced advisor or coach to help them make the next best decision, but someone who will stay with them through implementation and execution of a new direction or strategy. That is a true wingman. All righty, what a good day we've got today, folks. This is Mike Carver, the host of Stop Winging It. Uh, we've got a, a friend, a longtime friend, and a local business associate, Jeremy Similar, who is currently a Director of Operations and Development at the Northwest Furniture Bank. And Jeremy has been uh, a friend and a mentor, both to myself and to my family, for many, many years. And we are excited to have you here, Jeremy. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. I think what would be great right now to set the audience up a little bit and help them understand your unique perspective, bring them up to speed a little bit about what you're doing today, kind of how you got there, and just this this uh, this neat foundation, this, the work that you do with the Northwest Furniture Bank. I think it's fascinating. Yeah, easy to do. Uh, out of college, um, stumbled into nonprofit work um, in, a, in, in kind of in churches and outside of churches. Uh, so worked for those organizations both locally and internationally for for a few years. Uh, woke up one morning and um, and uh, decided that that needed to make some wholesale changes. Uh, <laughs> and then we came back. Uh, we we were living abroad. Um, came back and and really found myself. Um, I I wouldn't say floating for a little while, but definitely asking questions like, what do I need to do? Where do I need to go? Um, and doors open in the financial services industry, specifically with mortgages. And so I was in that world for, for a couple of years, um, in a private mortgage shop, and then went to um, a bank, local bank with Kitsap Bank for a while. Um, sitting at my desk one day while at Kitsap Bank, working on a, a portfolio um, deal that was really big at that time after the 0708 crash that we had. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Kitsap Bank is incredibly conservative, and so they didn't want to keep any loans. So I was working on a really big deal that was going to be kept by the bank and was really pulling my hair out. And, and one thing that you and I share is our affinity for not being able to grow hair on our heads. Right. So, so. Not much left to pull out at this <laughs> no, point. It was brutal. Exactly. And so. And so as we're as I'm doing this, I, I'm sitting at my desk, and my my head is literally in my hands. My elbows are on the desk. That's that pose that um, might be unique to men, but I think is pretty universal language for I give up. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. Um, I'm kind of at my at my wits end. My wife calls, um, and she says, "Well, you know what your problem is." And I pause because it's like, of course, I'm a guy. I know it all. No, I, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and at the same time, I'm like, wow, I don't, I don't know. And I know that you're delivering that message to me specifically, like, and it's, it's just bathed in love. Yeah. Um, and I said, I have no idea what my problem is right now. And she said, well, you're not giving your life away. And I was like, mm. okay, interesting. Yeah. So what does that look like now that I'm in the financial service industry that I'm in banking that I'm doing all this stuff. I don't have any margin. Um, this has taken up so much of my time. So she suggested that I call a local nonprofit and be on their board. Yes. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Like within, um, from her saying that to the execution of that plan, um, was literally 15 minutes and I was on the road. Um, if you're familiar with the Pacific Northwest, I was driving from Bainbridge Island to Tacoma, oh, yeah. which is about a, it's about a 45 minute drive. Mm -hmm. Um, I had contacted the, 
uh, co-founder of Northwest Furniture Bank, a, a, a friend, mentor, and now boss named Bill Lemke. And I said, I'd love to be on your board and I'd love to buy you lunch today. He said, well, I've, I've got plans this afternoon, but I've got an hour and a half. Um, you know, once you get here, we'll have an hour and a half to sit and talk. So we sat, I drove in from Bainbridge Island, sat and talked, and he said, what's your, what do you want to do? And I sat back and I said, I just want to connect my head and my heart. Yeah. And he, st he kind of, you know, set his fork down and he pushed back from the table and he said, I've got this big, hairy, audacious goal at Northwest Furniture Bank to start a mattress recycling facility. Mm. And after I threw up in my mouth, because I was right. like, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> uh, said, we, what's the other thing you had, Bill? Totally, yeah. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Well, I said I wanted to connect my head and my heart. But, um, and so as he started to explain the mechanics mm. of the mattress recycling facility that we would be uh, tearing apart mattresses, that we would be selling the scraps, but also charging retailers and, and the general public on the front end, I'm like, man, this sounds a lot like a brokerage, anything that you do in the financial services industry. So I'm like, this is just widgets. Right. And I'm like, let me ask yeah. one more question behind the question. Who do we, who could, who could we employ to do this work? And he, he said, I really feel like we could come alongside uh, men that have been incarcerated. Wow. As a first re-entry level job after they've been incarcerated. So literally I, I sat back then at, 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 during that conversation with tears in my eyes and I thought, this is it. Mm -hmm. Left that conversation, long story short, I was hired on at the Northwest Furniture Bank um, about three to four months after that. Um, and yeah. literally that was eight and a half years ago. Um, so went from uh, program managing that mattress recycling facility to the director of operations. Um, and those were all kind of, those are all individual stories too, but right. um, amazing, right. amazing life change that we saw uh, in the midst of that stuff. And now I'm the director of development and been in this seat for um, three and a half, almost four years. So it's been an incredible ride. I've learned so much through the process. I have, I've had my heart literally ripped out of my chest yeah. and thrown on the ground and jumped on yeah. and then put it back in together. I have had my brain challenged more than I've ever would have ever had to uh, had a challenge in the financial services industry. And I think what's cool is that at the end of the day, there's a reconciliation between those two things, your head and your heart, that I've been able to say, man, we are doing really good work for the people in our community. Um, and that's what allows me to sleep every single night knowing that, okay, this, yeah. I, I'm in a good spot with those two things. So kind of brings you to date really, really quick. Plans, yep. Yeah, I do. And I wonder how many of our listeners out there you know, probably really can connect with that. I've, I've already run across a number of small business owners um, where, they, where they almost have teased the two apart on purpose. Mm -hmm. I can't do this. Right. I can't be all things to all people. Right. And I can't connect those two. Right. And therefore, they lose track of something. They lose track of either they're not setting the vision and the goal and the culture, and they're trying to do all the, all the you know, delega delegation work and minutiae that they right. should have been passing off. Right. Or they're only doing that, and nobody blows them to know what they have to do. Right. A good mentor used to say, you know, if a general gets out too far in front of their troops, hmm. they're going to mistake him for the enemy and shoot him in the back. <laughs> right? I was, I'm always like, oh, that's interesting. So yeah. the way you tell your story, the way that you connect that, the way right. that you basically keep the vision in front of the people um, that work with you all the time, it's so necessary. I heard another mentor uh, two weeks ago said that 30% of his job right now is telling a story. And it seems like that's all you do now. I feel like that's all, that is all that it, I do. I mean, yeah. if, you, if, you, if yeah. I caught a business owner... Um, you know, at Blazing Onion or something, said, how you doing? He'd tell me a story. Right. 
He wouldn't give me ROI. He wouldn't give me stats. He would tell me a story. Right. I hope right. that they would tell me a story. But that's that's kind of what you do on a daily basis. Talk more about that now. I mean, what is it that you're trying to accomplish now? Yeah, well, my role at the Furniture Bank is to connect people and their heads and their hearts. This mm. is all, this is what I love about, um, I love about the narrative of our lives or the story of our lives. This is a thread that we can pull through the whole entire thing, right? So if my life was changed as a result of wanting me to change my and connect my head and my heart, I just think that's probably true for a lot of other people. Yeah. So why don't I try to do that with the people that I work that I that I work with? Right. My job is to raise money and awareness um, in the community. Right. Raise awareness about what the furniture bank does, mm-hmm. and then and then turn that somehow into a donation. Right. right? Um, and the the easiest way to do that is exactly what you're talking about. When I sat with Derek last week in our conference room at the furniture bank, and he talked about being homeless. He talked about his wife and his two kids sleeping in the car for six months until they were able to get mm. into the rescue mission. Uh, the rescue mission helped them get back on their feet again. And then once they went from the rescue mission to a more permanent home, they came to the furniture bank and they received our services. So they got a household of furniture from us, yeah. right? Um, and yeah. then he caught the attention of some of our workers because he was polite. He fused gratitude. He kind of embodied the culture of what we want to be about as employees in the Northwest Furniture Bank. Mm-hmm. And somebody was astute enough to kind of go, oh, what are you doing right now? Yeah. And so he, had a, he, he, was, he was gainfully employed at that time, but um, I think they approached him with, hey, we're also looking to hire. Derek is now on staff at the Furniture Bank and, and literally carries that story of his life into every situation, right? Yeah. So I get to tell the story of life change as a result of furniture going into somebody's house, right. right? Right. I make the joke all the time that I, you know, there were there were a few times in college where I involuntarily chose to sleep on the floor, right? Exactly. <laughs> right. But there's also there, were, but 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 those were choices that I made right. to get me in that position. Yeah. We have a lot of people in our community that are not that that are that are one bill away from being homeless, right. um, and you mounting medical bills or whatever the situation is, mm-hmm. and my heart is just shredded for them. There are a bunch of social services in Pierce County. Um, that work with people that are in situations like that to get them rehomed or into a stable living facility. We uh, had a um, Catholic Community Services is one of our biggest referring agencies. They, they commissioned a study a few years ago mm-hmm. um, that said that if people have received the services of Northwest Furniture Bank, they're 50% less likely to return to homelessness. That's gigantic. Right, so here we have a statistic that tells a story. Right. Right, so you talked about, don't tell me about ROI, don't right. tell me about that kind of stuff, tell me a story. And I go, well, how much more cool is it if I can attach a statistic to a story yes. and tell you that Derek and his family are now 50% less likely to return to homelessness because they have furniture in their house? Right. Now any savvy business person is going to go, oh, wait a second, that's different. Mm-hmm. You're set aside a little bit um, in that remark because now I have a data point that connects it to a heartfelt story, yeah. right? Um, and so, yeah, I tell stories about that. So, so I have uh, I have a backpack full. Oh, got to at this of, point of stories of people's lives being changed. I also have a backpack mm-hmm. full of stories that I could tell personally about phone calls that I've received from people saying, "How much money do you need right now?" Yeah. And as a director of development, anybody that's in the fundraising world knows that those are the types of phone calls that you spend lifetimes cultivating, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Which gets to the basis of everything that we wanted to talk about, which right. is kind of relationships, it right? Is. How do you do that well? How do you steward relationships in a manner that, um, that people will call you 
exactly. and say, how can I give you my business, right? right? Which is basically what it is, right? How can I buy from you what you're selling or um, whatever it is that you're looking for? That's the, the universal The thing. widget, right? That's it. Um, how do you do that, right? right. Um, and so we've just done that at the Furniture Bank by continuing to tell the story. Uh, by having mm. multiple, mu multiple touch points. Um, right. You know, you and I speak from experience when we, um, there might be a random Thursday where I go, huh, I wonder what Mike's doing for lunch today. So, uh, so it kicks off a text, right? Yep. Um, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I'd say more often than not, it works, yeah. right? We find a way. We find a way. There's a deep, um, there's something about each one of us that wants to be known, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've always believed that. And, right? Yeah. And I'm not just a number to somebody else, but somebody actually cares about me, mm -hmm. right? Um, in business, whether it's nonprofit or for-profit, we miss the mark on that all the time. All the time. All the time. In most of my career, I think people missed it. Right? Like yeah. what I see in you is what gets me closer to my bottom line or puts me over my bottom line. What I don't see in you is your, is your humanity, mm -hmm. right? So what 2020 did for me was reinforced what we got to get back to. Yeah. Which was, I need to call people and check in on them. Yep. I need to call people and say, how are you? And you are one of the best people I know that does that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I get random texts or phone calls, checking in. Yeah. I've adopted that in my in my own world. If I don't keep a relationship alive, it probably won't be kept alive. That's right. It's going it to die. Just the, yep. It's just it's one of those monkeys on my back. It just It is what it is. So I got over being mad about it right. and said, but I still value that person. I still want to be around that person, whether it's an old boss or whether, whether whoever it is. And so I reach out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it might be... Um, Intentionally, right? It, you have to be... Has to be intentional. Has to be intentional. One of the things I learned in banking was the whole mantra of the follow-up, follow-through. Mm -hmm. um, so, and we know this in sales. If I don't ask for the sale, I'm probably not going to get the sale. Right. 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 So you got to ask for it. Uh, ABCs, yeah. you always got to be closing, right? Always got to yeah. be asking for that. But how do we do that, mm -hmm. right? Um you could call somebody and ask for the sale, yeah. right? Or it could be five phone calls leading up to the ask where you've cultivated the relationship. So I know all of your kids. Yeah. I know all of their stories. I was in at least one of their, f I know I was in mm -hmm. one wedding, right? You were. Um, I was in one wedding and yeah. been part of others. Um, and so there's, there's relationship that lasts for years and years and years. So when you get the, f when you get the call to close the sale, it's not surprising because you know at the end of the day what my job is. Yes, exactly right. Right? Um, yeah. But you also know that I've nurtured or that we, whoever we are, whoever our audience is, mm -hmm. that we've nurtured enough relationship to earn the right to ask for the sale, right? Yeah. Um, to close that loop with people. And I think that's so important, right? Um, yeah. We can't yeah. lose sight of the fact that I have a job to do. Mm -hmm. I have a budget to raise every single year. I have to do that well. Otherwise, I won't have a job, right? right. Um, but how do we get there, I think, is totally different. Um, and I've seen so many people burn bridges in that process. No, I've um, just re relentlessly burned right. bridges. Yeah. Like, the, the, the truth is that you're going to keep banging your head against the wall looking for a different result. Right. And it doesn't happen. But you don't stop banging. What is the point? Right. People don't, they're not very self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. In that yeah. area. Yeah. 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 So I love the, I love that follow-up and follow-through. So when you say... You say you're going to do something, mm. you do it. Um, and mm -hmm. I love to take it one step deeper than that. Um, when you say you're going to do something, you do it, but you just, but then you do it over again, right? Because the, yeah, yeah. the one or two phone calls, like I would kind of expect somebody, if somebody gives a big gift, like, yeah, you're going to get a card. Right. Right. But are you going to get the card after the card? Right. Right. 
Are you going to get the phone call after the card, right? Are you going to get the thing after the thing that will lead you down the path of, oh my gosh, this person actually just really genuinely cares about just me. Just cares, right. Um, or he just cares about, or she just cares about the bottom line, right? right? Um, and I think that's how I, I go about it a little bit differently than mm. other people. Um, you, so, build a, man, you build more trust that way. Like it or not, things really haven't changed human nature-wise. Right. People buy from people they like and trust. Yeah. Well, how long does it take to like and trust somebody? <laughs> right, right. Well, <laughs> yeah. but yes. it takes time. It Whatever take time. it is, it takes time. It does take time. I yeah. remember buying you know, a, a ridiculously priced uh, T-shirt at a Nordstrom one time, and I bet the guy spent 20 minutes. Just hanging out. Just hanging out. Just talking, asking all kinds of things. Yeah. I didn't need a T-shirt. Right. I didn't need a seventy-dollar T-shirt. Right, right, right. But I bought it because yeah. I liked yeah. and trusted the guy. I thought he did a wonderful job. Yeah. You know that the nature of that is just true, no matter what business you're yeah. in. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You can't you can't get away from it. You can't get away, you get away from, from it. it. And I yeah. think there's there's a little bit of gifting that comes into this too, right? Mm. Being the right person in the right role, right? We talk about. Um, in management, we talk about getting the right people on the bus yeah. all the time. Yeah. Right? So I think when I came into this job of development, um, uh, Bill recognized that that was the right seat for me um, because I could be intentional with people, right? Not focused yep. necessarily, not being um, myopic. The person that we have as, as a director of operations right now is, is fantastic in that role because they care about the operation. Yes. Right? I care about it, but I also care about connecting. I've yeah. always been an outside uh, you know, kind of outside looking in yes. person. Um, in fact, a consultant came uh, came in. We had a business consultant that come in and just met with our um, our um, executive team, our leadership team. And um, at that point in time, I was new to this role. And this is true of anybody. This is sales versus process, right? That kind of the, yeah. you got your sales team. You got your you got your back end team that's doing. It. And he said, "I just want you to know real quick that that Bill's job is fifty percent outside. Jeremy's job is like." 80 to 100% outside. Yeah. So if you never see him in the office, it's probably a good thing, right? right? It's probably like yeah. you, you, want, don't walk in here. you want him yeah. out of the community, bringing people in, connecting them, and that happens more outside than it does inside the walls, right? So just keeping that kind of that focus in mind. So, yeah. and the gifting though, right? So I realize there've been times in my life where I have, um, especially re-entry coming from, we lived in Latin America for a while and moving back home. Right. Um, it was a really hard re-entry period. Because all of the all of the um, uh, the connections that we had before, yeah. they had processed through three Kinda years of life. On. Well, that's exactly right. While yeah. we had re-entered back three years three years prior, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember laying in bed one night, like weeping, um, and my wife saying, "Hey, like, why are you like? I'm, because I don't have anybody that's calling me." And she literally, and so you're starting to pick up a theme that I'm a little slower, she's a little quicker, right? <laughs> um, grabs me by the ears or something gently and says and says to me. You're a pursuer of people. Yes. You always have been. Pick up the phone and let somebody know. Yeah. And so literally that, another little paradigm, right? We have these little mm. paradigm shifts all the time and, and God help us if we stop having them, right? right. Um, and so I said, you know what? She's right. So I made a couple of phone calls to friends and just said, hey, I'm pretty lonely right now. Well, guess what? I've never been lonely again. Yeah. Right? Doesn't take much. Doesn't take much. Yeah. So which gets to, you know, you got to ask for help at some the point. pride, male ego. I don't totally, know what it is with right? us. Right? I mean, we're all cruel magnet at some point. <laughs> totally. I don't get it. <laughs> Idiots, we're knuckle right? dragging until somebody slaps us over the head and yeah. reminds us, you know, it's a community. Yeah. yeah. So back to the, the, the gift thing. It's like, okay, so if I know that I am specifically wired to pursue people, hmm. how it was made, how it was created, where I'm really most comfortable in my life is when I'm making the phone call yeah. as opposed to being on the receive, receiving end. Now, 
if you're listening and you know me, I do like to get phone calls every once in a while, right? <laughs> every yeah. once in a while when I'm on the receiving end of, hey, what are you doing for lunch today? It feels really good, right? right? But I about me. That's exactly right, yeah. right? At the same time, I understand and realize that that's my, like, not only is my mm. job, it's also my gift, yeah. right? So if I can play into that, if we can find where that it is for us, that intersection of, like, kind of our gifts and our and our desires. Yes. Like, and yes. live in that area, Right. Um, yeah. Like how much happier are we in life, just in general? Right? In general, business world doesn't support it. No, you know, there's not a there's not a way normally for you to go. I'm really good at this. I lean into this. I want to engage more in this, and your company to go. That's that's great, but th- this is the job. Right. And oh, by the way, once you do it this way, wear this kind of a suit, go out and talk to people and say these things. Right. And then individuality all of a sudden just dissolves. Dissolves. And yeah. It's just really hard. Right. It is yeah. hard. It is hard. And yeah. I, you know, you came from the from the medical sales field, right? Having mm-hmm. years and years of experience in that, um, and it, and and even in my job, right? There are times that you get up, and you just bang your head against the wall. Yeah. Like, because I feel like I have to be ascribed in X, Y, and Z, right? But if I could at least in those days kind of go, okay, because we're we're promised that we're going to have days like that, yeah. right? They're not always going to be a three hundred thousand dollar day, right? Not. Or whatever. Right. Um, and so you know, if there's a little thing in the midst of that day, a little bit of intentionality, right? Yeah. Um, during that season that I was with the bank, I used to say, if I could have one meaningful conversation per week, it's that'll that'll time me over, right? Because you're, I was so focused on transactions during that time and not on relationship. There you go. Right? So what's one thing? Can yeah. I put something on the calendar? A lunch with Mike Carver right, will right. push me through another week so that then I can have lunch with somebody else and be intentional and not be about business, right? right. Or have it be about business. It may but come it, up. But it, it may come up, right? Because I realize that there are just you're just on a hamster wheel mm-hmm. of, of, of transactions, right? Yeah. Groundhog Day in some ways, right? Yeah. But if you can pull out some intentionality in the midst of that and go, okay, there's one thing per week, because every business could probably allot for one thing, right? Oh, oh my gosh. Right? There's oh, room. Yeah. There's yeah. room. Especially now, right? Especially now. Especially now. So many of us have mm-hmm. the, the freedom and flexibility to work remotely, right? Exactly right. Like, we can yeah. afford to be a little bit more intentional, right? So if you're prone to not be intentional and isolate, mm. like maybe this is a call to be a little bit more intentional and not isolate. Mm-hmm. If you're prone to chase people like I am, yeah. then great. Who is the person in your mix that's sitting alone at the school at the lunch table, yeah. right? And how do I go after that person? Not after them like in a, you know, like yeah, but still, a, but, but I mean, be intentional with them and call them out of the isolation a little bit, right? Yeah. Because we all want to be loved, right? We all want to be known. That's it. Right? That's it. That's it. I and want somebody it, that, to know my story and share in my sufferings, but also share in my, in mm, my, in my happiness, right? Right. Um, right. And that gets sucked out of you from nine to five. It does. It can. It does. Yeah. It can because you're yep. probably attending to somebody else's needs or wants. Or peeing on somebody else's fire. Right. right. <laughs> that's what, that's what you're doing. And at the end of the day, you got to go, okay, wait, I, I want more. Yeah. I'm looking for more. Yeah. I think I can deliver more. Yeah. And then now where's the outlet? Yeah. Yeah. Most, uh, most great leaders see it. Yeah. Stoke it. Yeah. You know, look for ways to get you to go, okay, you're really good at this. Yeah. Jump into it. We're going yeah. to okay, let you just go with that. Yeah. 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 I, I wish there was more of that going on. Yeah. Because I, I see it all too often. Yeah. You know, something else you've done really well is you've cultivated it. You've, you've wanted mentors in your mm-hmm. life yeah you looked for i don't know sounding boards or yeah. just people who have been there before right yeah and was that also natural did you grow into that one or did that kind of uh yes and no um my deepest heart's desire when we moved from eastern washington to gig harbor um the, the, the migration after college hmm. was to be connected to a community 
um, be connected deeply. I said no to jobs um, out of college um, that would have that, that literally would have set my my career track on fire mm. um, because I had an opportunity mm. to live with ten guys post college in university place. Yeah, um, I said yes to community versus yes to career. Yeah, right. So I guess in some ways, yeah, I've always looked for that. Um, and in some other ways, it had to be cultivated. Um, and I say that by, by way of um, understanding my, my background a little bit. Um, my mom's on her third marriage, right? So I've had figureheads in my life as fathers. Yeah. Um, but it hasn't just been one father figure. Sure. And so I think what's been cool about my story is that it's been a number of different men in my life, specifically, and women, um, but predominantly men, um, for me that I've been able to say, hey, this is, um, you have really unique gifts and abilities in this area. And it was parenting. Um, it was finances. Yeah, sure. It was, um, you know, if you need a lawyer, I got a couple, right? Like, right. I mean, right. so I think all of those things, I went out and I've looked for people in those categories, your vertical, your silo, whatever yeah. it is, right? And kind of right. said, hey, these are like, nobody's going to know everything about all of these things, but there's a lot of people out there that, that that are experts in each one of them. Been through it, right? So why don't yeah. I just go to that person and say, right. "What do you know about building, um, mm -hmm. building specific verticals in a company, um, so that so that we could take a nonprofit and actually have a nonprofit that produces income, right? right. What does that look like, yeah. right? And so that's what we've done at the Furniture Bank, right? And that wasn't my idea; that was the founder's idea. And but we've just but we've been able to grow it, and that's yeah. been really cool. But we know people that own businesses that have done that for years, exactly. right? That's their great joy is making money, right? It, yes. And figuring out ways and solutions to make more money. And I think that's been really cool. Um, you know, you've been a, a, an incredible um, support, crutch, shoulder, <laughs> like all the, all the things as we've gone through life because of your availability, right? Um, and I think that's that's, what's, that's what I always think about when I think about you and, and our relationship specifically. It's been the amount of time that even if your door was closed, it was open. Right. Um, yeah. Even even if you had something on your calendar that day specifically because I had a cancellation or you had a cancellation, it was always within a week to two weeks that we were gonna we were gonna see each other face to face and sure. have lunch and make it happen. Right. Sure. Um, and there are just a lot of other people in my life that have also said yes. Yes. Yeah, we would love to help you figure that out. Right. Yeah. Um, and that might get back to you know to to the guy thing too of in terms of just how we're wired. Right? Our, I feel that's in there somewhere. It is. It's like, part of it. Yeah. yeah. Our father's generation might have said, well, you pick yourself up by your bootstraps and you figure it out. Right. And, and I'm there's certain saying, things we don't talk about. Right. And there's certain things we don't talk about. I'm saying, well, I could pick myself up by my bootstraps and figure it out. And I need to be self-sufficient yeah. to some level. But there's probably somebody in our midst, in our network, that's already figured it out. Yes. And I could take two or three things with them that it would make my job a whole hell of a lot easier as we yeah, move just forward. It. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and I could use that. So there's part of me that goes, I, got, I have to feel like I, in terms of delegation or asking for help, mm -hmm. um, I feel like I, that's, a, that's a skill that you almost have to learn and dig into in life. Who's born with that? Yeah, right. It's mine, me. Totally. Yep. Right? So we're we're, we're, first we're words, selfish. First words out, right? We're selfish. Yeah. yeah. It, it takes a lot of work to go the other way. It does. To deflect. Right. You know, if, 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 wing, if, if stop winging it, is nothing other than a podcast about that, it would be successful in my mind. Absolutely. Because I just, I want people to understand that. Deflect away. Yeah. Deflect and deflect, and it will come back in spades. Totally, yeah. I can say that now, 40 years later. Yeah. I can look back at my career and go, oh, yeah, because 
because I empowered my team of 12 to do this, right. you know, they, they wanted to heap praise on me as a manager. It had nothing to do with me. Right. It's because yep. I released them yeah. to yep. do what they were already really, really good at. Yep. And I think far too many, especially small business owners, um, but it's also very corporate-wide, mm -hmm. uh, they have to retain this illusion of control. Right. Uh, it, and it just drags everybody down. Right. It just does. Yep. And so I just... If there's a, if there's a way to release people to do what they're great at, yeah, uh, which you you've tackled and right, uh, I don't know, still tackling, yeah, <laughs> won't we all? Yeah, won't we all? But that, yeah. that's certainly part of what this is about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And mentors, they need to be in our life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they need to be in our life. It's just, yeah. you know the um, uh, we we were I think we spoke about this at uh, um, lunch last week, but when you when you take the implicit and you make it explicit, yes. Um, whether that's in an invitation to a meal or an invitation to a meeting at work. And we tell, and we tell people like, this is the expectation. We're giving them handrails for life, right? Yes. What's who we're giving them what to expect, right? Well, I didn't, I didn't come up with that. A mentor said, right? <laughs> like, yeah, like right. that's not, you know, the, right. the, the, that's not by me going, oh, I have a brilliant idea, right? No, that's a mentor saying, you have to be really explicit in your ask sometimes, right? That's yeah, very true. Um, you have to be really explicit even in your invitation sometimes, yes. right? Um, like, hey, uh, by way of the cocktail hour invite, I know explicitly that yes. we're going to a cocktail party. I know how to dress. Right. I know what is expected. I know that there's probably going to be hors d'oeuvres. Right? You've like you've you've set the table, mm -hmm. right? And this is a, so this is a bigger conversation about hospitality. But really, like I, I want to create a hospitable work environment. Yes. Right. I want to not waste people's time when mm -hmm. I'm in a meeting with them. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Right. I, Meetings, the bane of our existence. Right, right. right? Yeah. Oh, my, Bill hates meetings. Hates yeah. me. I got absolutely just email slapped a couple of weeks ago because I set aside an hour and a half to do a communication meeting. But we're looking at all of 2022 and rolling out a plan and, and all that stuff. Sure. So I think it warrants having an hour and a half meeting. But he's like, there's no good meeting that lasts longer than 45 minutes. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And he's also a mentor in my life. So I'm going to listen to that, right? And we're going to try to pare everything down to 45 minutes. But it's right. but it's still, you know, you just try to set, set aside some of that time and meetings are the bane of our existence. But if we have a real clear roadmap for that meeting. Yes. Um, real clear roadmap for this podcast, right? This is what a gift to have, um, you know, an outlined, uh, you know, handrails, Little right? Things and folks are, folks way. are not watching this, but, mm -hmm. um, but you're, you're hearing me say that there's a, there is a list of questions that we're pulling from in this. Well, it's fantastic. Cause I know what to expect when I get here. Right. right. And that is, that's relationship, right? Yeah, that's what it is. You're taking care of the other person by saying, Hey, here's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Right. Um, and it gets back to following up and following through. It gets back to being intentional. You had to sit down at some point and type out all these questions, right? Set some expectations. It does. That's most, exactly right. Most employees, uh, when they come back, and you hear these stats all the time, they leave a job, uh, money's third or fourth on the list. Right. 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 The right. direct supervisor, the way they're treated, the culture, they're always way above money. And a lot of it has to do with expectations. That's I right. I don't know. It changes day to day. Yep. I'm never quite sure what they want from me. Yeah. It's never enough. It's whatever it is, right? right. Yep. But they're not fulfilling right. yeah. the yeah. deep desire of that person's heart who really wants to be excellent. Absolutely. Who wants to come into their job and suck? Right. I, got, I mean, I hope we caught that in the interview if they did. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. If, they, if they landed the job, they want to do well. They do. Yeah. I hope so. Now, how yeah. do we do that? Yeah, right. Yeah. And I think that gets back to the intentionality. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. You got to be intentional about that stuff. Even That's down to the so minutiae that we talked about earlier, right? That's so true. I have to be intentional as a boss 
to make sure that the policies, and we're not, I'm not managing a policy, I'm managing the people, yeah. right? The policies are just going to inform that process, right? But we have to be really intentional about all That's that right. stuff. Um, and we're doing it because of our guests. We're doing that intentionality. Yes. We're doing that explicit um, because of the people that work for us. Because really, let's be yeah. honest, like if we're not creating a hospitable place, right? They're they're out. Yeah. And it's hard enough to retain people right now as it is. Oh, it's expensive, and it's just it's mind numbing. So expensive, yeah. right? So yeah, it's so hard. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that's really 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 good stuff. I I, uh, I can't thank you enough for just just going off on that direction that I think is so intentional and, and people are just missing it. Yeah. People miss, they want to do certain things in their life. Yeah. They do. They, they, have, they have a goal, they have ideas, and they, they really want to be satisfied. Yeah. Not just plug along in their existence. Yeah. Day yeah. after day, yeah. there's got to be some satisfaction yeah. somewhere. I love what I do. I enjoy it. Yeah one, yeah. one last story that I would end with, and this just speaks to intentionality. Um, I've I've been a coach in the area for for a while, yes. seven years, and this is my last year um, last year coaching that's specific sport. And um, the one of the other coaches that um, I coach with, we've been in seasonal relationship for the last seven seven years, right? Um, and we speak, of course, we speak outside of uh, outside of. Um, practices and games and different things like that and outside of season as well sure so as i'm leaving this year he turns to me and he says um so is that it like is this the last that i'm ever going to see you yeah right wow right and i was like oh and my again my heart what a comment what a comment yeah. right because i think this is really the expectation for people in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, buddy, you got me for life. <laughs> like right. you're gonna get you're gonna get texts from me at three o'clock in the morning when I'm and when I'm up and I can't sleep and I'm just mm -hmm. like, hey, I wonder if he's awake right now. And I'm ping like you're gonna get yeah. a text from me yeah. because that's how I live my life. But you see, the side that comes in, coaches, then leaves, mm -hmm. right, and is intentional in that season and all mm -hmm. that. But that's all that you know of me, mm -hmm. right? You don't know the other side of me, which is I will carry this relationship and these yeah. uh, these conversations and this laughter and the joy that we've yeah. had over the last seven years into the rest of our life, and I'm going to be really intentional It's meaningful. About that. It's really meaningful. It's meaningful yeah. to me. It's yeah. life-giving. Yeah, because what was he asking? Right. He's asking, yeah. please reach out. Yeah. That's what he's really saying. It's really, really I'm going to be sad if I don't see you again. Uh, totally. Yep. Yeah. I want to be, I want to remain connected to you somehow in the rest of our lives. So right. like coffee, beer, whatever. Yeah. yeah it's all. Uh, yep. Would that we all had ears to hear that. Right. Yeah, you know? exactly. A lot of people are crying out in, in those kinds of ways, yep. I think. Yep. Absolutely. This has been so good. Now I'm going to switch gears real quick. Throw on some things that people definitely don't know about you. So the hobbies, uh, favorite vacation spots, things like that. What do you, what do you love? Gosh. What do you do? I'm so fortunate that my wife is a flight attendant with Alaska Airlines. Mm. So I don't have a vacation. I don't have a favorite vacation spot. It's typically someplace Because I get new to go wherever they want. Because we <laughs> kind of just kind of look at the flight loads and go, oh, let's go to LA for the day, right? That yeah. wouldn't be necessarily my favorite spot. But um, we live in the Pacific Northwest, so I'd say someplace sunny. Mm. Is typically my favorite spot, but mm. I wouldn't generalize where that is. Yeah, so. yeah, pretty open to <laughs> so that one. So pretty open to that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you're a volleyball guy. Love to play volleyball. Yeah. Love to play volleyball. Um, as I've gotten older, my shoulder doesn't like to play volleyball as much as it used to. So, um, adapting that a little bit. Um, uh, and then we're skiers. So my son uh. and I, my 15 year old son. And I just log days on the mountain because we just love. It's another connection point as I'm talking about intentionality. Yes. This is me being intentional. I coached my daughter's volleyball team for years. That was me being intentional with her. Yeah. Um, and my son loves to ski. So it's like this is my time to be intentional with him and to continue to build that relationship. Um, and so we ski together. Because like in all things in our life, you know, more is 
call it and taught. And so, totally. because you're there. Right. That's exactly right. I'm there. Spend I'm the time. Yep. It's the time they want. That's exactly right. Um, and I love, yeah. my other hobby is being with my wife and my family. Yeah. I love my wife dearly. Um, we just have a really, our home is sanctuary. Um, mm -hmm. And just a just an incubator for people and right. relationships, and and so we spend a lot of time together. Well, as much time as we're able. If she's flying, then we don't get early sure. time together. Sure. But, but I would say my other hobby is my marriage. Yeah, that's that's something that we love to do. I'm not a golfer, I mean, you know. I'm a dynamo. I've pack. seen you golf. I can it, confirm that. But the last time we golfed, we were trying to do a hundred holes in a day, that's which right. was which was polo. Agonizing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it worked real well. Horrible. Yeah. But by, right. by the eightieth hole, we were all like, "I'm not sure we can finish this." Yeah, <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. What uh, What would be your Mount Rushmore of dinner guests? Any. Man, that's Dead or so alive, funny. I don't care. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I think a lot of times people look at that and go, oh, you know, I need I need an Abe Lincoln in there, which would be amazing. Yeah. Um, I was talking, my mom lives in Arizona, just a tiny little anecdote, um, lives in Arizona, and they've lived there for three years, and they're just now forming community in Arizona. And so she was talking about how long that process takes. Right. We've been in Gig Harbor for 25 years-ish, right. right? And I think... I think my Mount Rushmore people would probably be my brother, my brother-in-law, like people that know me yeah. deeply and intimately. It wouldn't be Michael Jordan right. um, because you're going to take, in my world, it'd right. take a lifetime to get to know them. Exactly. Right? I could say Tiger Woods, but the truth is, I, what, yeah. what am I going to say to Tiger Woods? Totally, right? I mean, what, how right. does he actually care about me? Right, exactly. <laughs> so I would, choose, I would choose people that already deeply know me well, yeah. um, and this pulls back to the thread of my mom. Um, com community is everywhere, mm -hmm. right? C because community is people. I cannot replace 25 years of history with Mike Carver, though. Right. Like, right. that's the thing, right? That's the tie that really binds us together. Yeah. I'm not going to walk into Gig Harbor or in L.A. or something like that and immediately have people that I know yeah. and trust and love overnight, yeah. right? And so my four dinner guests would be people that just know me, trust me, and they know all of it. Yeah. They know the good, the bad, the right. stink, the, the, you know, the flowers. They know, they know all you're not, of it. Because you're not right? being judged. Yep, you're an open exactly book right. and you're not being judged. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's, so, a great, that's a great dinner party. So, yeah. Right there. Just be people that I know and trust and love. Yep. That's yep. a great yep. way to end. Yep. That's a great way to yep. end. So, this has been fascinating. Yeah. Thanks, I man. can't thank you enough for yeah. just taking the time to share with us and the audience just what's brought you here. Yeah. And then I'm going to take away intentionality Yeah, as a big, big, big part of it. Yep. So may we all be more intentional. Amen. Thanks yeah. for having me. All righty. I think we're good for the day. Thanks for joining us on, on uh, episode number two of Stop Winging It. Thanks for listening to this episode of Stop Winging It. If you have questions, suggestions, or are interested in being on the program, please reach out directly to Wingman Associates.